are listening to TKO on CFRU Radio 93.3 FM in Guelph, Ontario and available worldwide at CFRU.ca. Hey everybody, what's happening? It's your girl Janan right here on TKO. As you already know here on TKO, all we talk about is mixed martial arts, also known as MMA and other combat sports. We also discuss the issues that surround the world of fighting and talk about notable fighters and athletes, how they got started in the game and where they are now. So what's happening, everybody? What's good? As always, it's just so good to be here in the studio just talking to you guys. Um, today, I mean, not today, but the days that I actually... Uh, come into the studio are the days that I mostly look forward to ever since the weekends, you could say, because this is just so much fun. I mean, what else is better than just um, sitting down and um, breaking down fen- juicy fights, phenomenal fights? Nothing can ever get any better than this. So just really grateful to be here. And also, speaking of that, um, I just want to give a shout out to all the listeners uh, who are listening to TKO right now, whether you're listening to TKO and you're in the Guelph region in Ontario or even in Canada, or if you're actually listening to TKO from somewhere else in the world, because I actually checked the stats for the show online and I, it actually came to my attention that there were actually quite a lot of people listening to TKO all the way from, say, Japan, Tokyo, Japan. We had some people listening from Russia, Australia, and we actually had a lot of people listening from Virginia and Minnesota, and um, it, which are, you know, you wouldn't really expect uh, listeners from those regions. But listen, wherever you are listening to this show from, I just want to give a shout out to you. Yes, you, because um, if it wasn't because of your support, we wouldn't be here right now. So again, thank you, everybody, for your um, uh, constant support and your love. And um, we we here in TKO very much appreciate it. So again, yeah, thank you. Kudos to you. So today, um, as we already teased what we're going to be talking about last week, I think. So today is the day, guys, because today we're going to be thoroughly breaking down the card, or should I say the first card that everybody's been looking forward to, the first card, the first important card of 2018 that everybody has been looking forward to. And yes, I am talking about the UFC 220 card, which is going to be happening in Boston, Massachusetts, in the TD Gardens arena. And um, of course, it's going to be headlined by a heavyweight bout for the world's heavyweight championship between the current heavyweight champion at the UFC, Stipe Miocic, and he's going to be defending his belt, his heavyweight belt at the UFC against the most dangerous man in the entire sport of MMA, I dare say. And yes, I am talking about Francis Ngannou. So that fight is obviously, okay, 
just by mentioning the name of those guys, the names of those guys, and the fight, just talk about the fight, I get goosebumps, so I don't know how I'm going to get through the breakdown and the analysis because of how hyped and pumped up I'm going to be, and I'm pretty sure that's the same way you're you're <laughs> feeling right now if you're a genuine MMA fan, or if you're just a casual fan and you're just looking for some entertainment and some juicy, juicy fights, so that is one fight to be looking forward to, and yes, we're going to be breaking it down soon um, on the show this episode and we're also going to be thoroughly breaking down the co-main event of UFC 220 which is going to be for the light heavyweight championship uh, championship of the world at the UFC between the current champion Daniel Cormier aka DC defending his belt against the top contender Volkan Ozdemir so that fight is also going to be pretty important so I would definitely say do not miss that fight and you know we're actually going to be breaking down two fights so these two guys that I just talked about we're going to be breaking them down but not the rest of the card because First of all, okay, let me just say the rest of the card is actually pretty phenomenal. We have so many talented fighters fighting on the card. But because, you know, for the sake of time and for the sake of, you know, I really want to thoroughly and in detail just talk about those fights. Um, I, I would much prefer to just talk about those two important fights. But again, that doesn't mean that you shouldn't watch the preliminary card and the rest of the main card. So make sure that you actually watch those things. And uh, I don't know, depending on the time that we're going to have for our upcoming episodes, we might go through um, those fights as well. Okay, so that is what we have lined up for today. Um, what else? So yeah, as we usually promise you guys, especially as of um, uh, this um, new year, as of 2018, so we usually want to dedicate a part of our episode to just, um, you know, just giving out some um, uh, words, uh, words of motivation and just... Um, you know, talk about some philosophies of martial arts and what those things might actually imply in real life. So, well, okay, here's the thing. So today, um, I don't know if you, if I've told you guys before, but I've actually, uh, I, I box and kickbox, you know, depending on the occasion. And actually, so for the past, I think, year, I've been just purely boxing, okay? And um, actually, over the holiday break, so I, I watched a lot of kickboxing fights, and that really, really motivated me to actually try out kickboxing. And so, um, especially as of uh, the new year, I, I just got in the in the heavy bag room, and I just started throwing kicks and whatnot, and I actually thought to myself, well, maybe I can actually start kickboxing now, you know, not just um, stick to um, uh, conventional boxing, but maybe actually incorporate kicks and whatnot into into my um, training routines. And then today, I, I obviously went into the gym again, and I started boxing slash kickboxing, and, you know, I was just a bit confused myself, because I was just thinking to myself, well, if somebody asked me, so what's your sport? What would you what would you actually tell them? Well, I can't tell them I'm a boxer, but at the same time, I also kickbox. So what would I actually tell them? And then I I got reminded of this thing that Bruce Lee would say. And you guys, if you if you're actually catching up with the show, you know how much appreciation and respect I have for my man Bruce Lee. Rest in peace. I've been um, reading his book Tao of Jeet Kune Do um, over the holiday breaks and on. Honestly, I just feel like it changed my life. And so, you know, when I was thinking about those things, I, uh, I um, you know, surprisingly got reminded of the thing that Bruce Lee would say. 
And that is, I think I've said it here on the show before, but to have no style as style and have, you, you shouldn't have, okay, let me rephrase this. So you shouldn't have a style, a specific style as your style, and you should have no limitation as your limitation. And what that pretty much means is you shouldn't really feel um, restricted or bound to just one thing or just to just one restricted thing. You should just try out different things and um, pretty much pick and choose what is useful and what is not and then incorporate those things into your own thing. And that is exactly what Bruce Lee did, um, even though he got he originally got started with traditional Kung Fu, Wing Chun, um, he actually started his own style of martial arts and that is Jeet Kune Do which is just the 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 ancestor of mixed martial arts you know what we know modernly as mixed martial arts so that's just how Bruce Lee saw it and then when I was um, training today I just said to myself you know man you know it doesn't matter what you actually call yourself just call yourself a martial artist because that's what you're what you're trying to do here to just pretty much prepare your body physically prepare your mind and um, your mentality in case you actually get into a real fight or say or even an organized fight so like if you actually want to compete in in amateur competitions or even turn pro you know, um, you, you just have to pick and choose. So you could box, you could kickbox, you could even grapple, you could even do jujitsu. It doesn't really matter as long as you're picking and choosing and just um, incorporating those things into your own uh, lane of work, then that is definitely the way to go. And in my, in my opinion, and obviously in Bruce Lee's opinion, that is true martial arts. So yeah, so in case um, you're in the same situation as me where you are trying out different uh, martial arts or combat sports and you don't really know what to call yourself, you know, you don't you definitely don't want people to think of you as somebody who's just jumping branches and just trying out different things, but not really, um, you know, uh, improving in those things. Don't def don't think that way at all. The, the reality is you're just trying out different things. You are learning along the way and you are picking and choosing the things that are efficient and useful and just incorporating those things into your own training and into your own style. And so, yeah, so you could be boxing, kickboxing, you could be wrestling. So you could bring all of those things uh, together and uh, you can have your own style. So have no style as style and have no limitation as limitation. So and um, you know that's that's the martial arts um, implication of it. It could it could definitely apply to real life too. You know, just because you say you are doing a bachelor of science and um, you actually have interest in doing, say, stand up comedy, or you want to pursue journalism, or you make music, <laughs> you know, along the way, you shouldn't just. Um, think of yourself oh then what would I actually call myself am I a musician am I uh, what am I doing with my with my life what I would tell you you should not label yourself a certain, a certain way just pick and choose just try to have those things in your life you you are you just be you you shouldn't really label yourself and that's I feel like that's just the whole message of this whole thing so hopefully that kind of motivated you and whatnot. And um, hopefully that actually helps you um, future in life or just in present time. 
And man, with that, I close this part of the show officially because you guys have you guys know how it is with me. I just when I start talking, I can never stop talking, especially if the thing that I'm talking about is um, you know is something that I'm actually so passionate about. And um, yeah, so uh, this whole um, philosophy of martial arts thing is just like I said, it hasn't just helped me in in my um, athleticism and uh, my my. Um, way of sport but it's also been helping me a lot with uh, my way of life and again as i've said it before on the show uh, i would definitely recommend everybody to just get bruce lee's book tao of jeet kune do and just give it a read man because it's not just about martial arts it's, it's it's about life it's about principles of life so i would definitely recommend everybody to just give it a buy or just give it a read if you just read it online or something just just read it and just think about it just ponder on those things that bruce lee says so yeah man so <laughs> so actually moving on let's talk about some mixed martial arts stuff so this past weekend it was UFC Fight Night. Um, it was actually on Sunday. And I'm gonna be totally honest with you guys. I did not watch this card because I had school the next day <laughs> and I actually haven't watched any of those fights, but I've actually heard about them. I was listening to this podcast and they were breaking down the fights that uh, actually happened on that card and I heard it was a really, really bomb card. So when I have some extra time, I will make sure to go back and watch those fights. But actually, I brought this up because um, prior to fight night, prior to Sunday night, there were a lot of complications and a lot of um, problems with the fighters. And actually, a lot of the bouts were canceled because of um, weight cutting complications. So um, I, I don't know if you actually remember this, but... I think it was a co-main, yeah, it was a co-main event of the evening for UFC Fight Night in St. Louis, and um, the co-main event was between Vitor Belfort and Uriah Hall. And um, you, you might remember uh, that card because I talked about how <laughs> amazing of a fight that would actually be. But unfortunately, when it came to weigh-in day, so the day before fight night, uh, Vitor Belfort, um, he, he came in, he weighed in, at, he was on weight. However, it, we were told that Uriah Hall just can't come to weigh-ins and it, it just raised a lot of questions you know what happened to Uriah Hall because um, he seemed to be completely healthy we saw him in in um, interviews and press conferences and whatnot he, he looked totally healthy what happened to him and actually um, uh, a team of officials came out and said that Uriah Hall was having a lot of problems with his um, weight cut and um, he was uh, he was he almost died and that's why the 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 doctors told him the UFC doctors told him to just stop cutting weight and he was actually transported to a hospital to a nearby hospital and uh, they told him not to try to cut weight because it was just super super dangerous for him and that he almost died trying to cut weight but we've, we've actually been told that he's um you know getting better now he's okay now but at that time at the time that he was trying to cut weight it, it's just super scary when you think about it. And I and I brought this up because, okay, I, I know as fan, as the fans, we're super disappointed when um, things like this, um, you know, come across our way. But I really wanted to bring this up because um, it's just, it's just th put your, sh put yourself in the fighter's shoes. 
What would you actually do? Yes, you need to fight because that's just the way that you're you are making a living for yourself. And if you have a family, that's just the main uh, way of bringing in uh, bringing in that food and money into your into your um, household. But at the same time, don't you think that we need to make better regulations and perhaps just come up with um, better um, better ways to cut weight? That is one thing, and another thing is to just come up with more weight divisions in MMA. So in boxing, we don't really have this problem anymore because there's a lot of a lot of weight divisions in boxing. So we have say the junior something weights, and then we have that actually weight division, and then we have the super whatever weight. Uh, division and so um, there's just you know the difference between the weight divisions is perhaps just five pounds so five pounds less five pounds more that's a whole difference uh, uh, between the weight divisions and boxing however in mixed martial arts this is still a problem because say if you want to go especially in the UFC if you want to go from welterweight which is 170 pounds to middleweight which is 185 pounds and another jump let's make another jump to light heavyweight which the weight limit is actually at 205 pounds just look at the, <laughs> it's just ridiculous. Just look at the weight differences between the weight divisions. So if a guy, it, 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 a guy might not just fit in, into those weight divisions. So what would that person actually do? I mean, you can't just go in and um, say you want to uh, fight for um, middleweight and you weigh in at 100 and, uh, 180 pounds or 178 pounds or something. You know, you can't just go in because it's not fair to you because your opponent might actually come in at 185 pounds and there's obviously that difference of weights and your opponent is going to have so much advantage over you. But what if you are that one person and you cannot fit in to those weight divisions? What if your natural weight is just something else? And that is why, and I've said this before on the show, I feel like that is why we need to come up with more weight divisions um, just in general in mixed martial arts because that is going to help us a lot um, just in the long term. And this is not the first time that this has happened in mixed martial arts and combat sports. So you guys might remember Khabib Nurmagomedov, our very own Khabib. He almost, when he was trying to fight Tony Ferguson, he, he himself almost died. Yeah, that's right. You heard that right. He almost died because of liver complications. And uh, it's just so ridiculous when you think about it. And this is, again, this is not the first time even when you think about amateur um, combat sports, so like amateur kickboxing or amateur MMA, remember how we talked about Jessica Lindsay, rest in peace, she was only 19 or 20 years old and because of severe dehydration, she passed away because she couldn't make weight properly because there was not the right weight division for her in the organization that she was fighting at. And, um, you know, as, as a fighter, you don't really care about these things because you just want to go in because fighting is your passion. You just want to get in there and fight your opponent and just showcase your skills, your martial arts skills. However, these it's because of these peripheral issues, you could say, that we actually see a lot of problems arising in the sports. And it's not just to the 
you know, it doesn't just hurt um, the business aspect of the sport because, you know, uh, the fight's going to be ultimately canceled and whatnot. We don't actually care about that. But just think about the health and safety of the fighter himself or herself. It's just so, so ridiculous. And I feel like there needs to be something done about that. And hopefully if somebody, if an authority figure who is in charge of just you know, uh, coming up with different weight division and who is part of a athletic commission. If you, if that person is listening to this episode right now, I hope they take the message away from this and they actually try to consider coming up with those um, uh, uh, d- those different weight divisions for combat sports. So it's just so sad when you think about it, man. And um, you know, the good thing is Uriah Hall coming back to this whole fight thing. Hopefully, the good thing is Uriah Hall is actually okay now, but things could have gone much worse, and th- some hor- some worse things could have actually happened. But yeah, that's all I have to say for that. And so moving on. Now, let's talk about the breakdown of the fights that I promised you guys we're going to be breaking down. So, the main event and the co-main event of UFC 220, which is going to be happening in Boston, Massachusetts, TD Gardens. Yeah, so, which one should I get started with? Yeah, I think the co-main event, I think I can get started with that. So, co-main event, Daniel Cormier, DC, fighting Volkan Ozdemir. So, you guys might already know... Danny Cormier is a Olympian. He used to wrestle for Team USA in uh, multiple Olympics. Um, he he's super good. He's really really good. His wrestling is one of a kind, not just in the in the UFC, but across all organi- MMA organizations. So his wrestling is phenomenal. It's almost impossible not to be taken down by Danny Cormier. And that is definitely one thing that I would say Volcano Zemir needs to watch out for. But at the same time, okay, when you think about it, this fight is just a typical battle between a wrestler and a striker. Because if you've watched any of Volcano Zemir's fights, you would know how talented of a kickboxer um, Volcano Zemir is originally. He got started with um, striking. That's just his main sport. And that's just his route. And so there's no doubt that Volcano Zemir is is going to utilize the striking in this fight and to just try to come at Danny Cormier because that's just what he does best. And especially in his uh, most recent fights, he's been able to knock out uh, the division's toughest guys like Jimmy Manua. And um, it's just so mind-blowing what Vulcan Ozdemir can actually do. And most of his fights have actually ended in the very first round. Knockouts, obviously. So I feel like Danny Cormier really needs to watch out for those things. But at the same time, okay, we've actually, this is not the first time that Daniel Cormier is facing a striker in his career in, in the light heavyweight division. As a matter of fact, when he was fighting Rumble Johnson, Anthony Rumble Johnson, who's, uh, I dare say, one of the best strikers in the UFC, even though he said that he retired, but he came back. But he's one of the best strikers in the UFC. And Danny Cormier actually overcame um, uh, Rumble Johnson's um, striking abilities. And he, he was actually able to strike with him and actually outstrike him in a way. But I don't know. There were some other factors um, that were um, affecting that fight. I think Rumble just wasn't, his mind wasn't in it at all when he was fighting. So maybe that's why his striking kind of uh, was kind of bad on fight nights. But we don't know what's going to happen on fight nights with uh, Volkan Ozdemir. 
I just hope that he doesn't get scared off uh, by uh, Daniel Cormier's wrestling abilities and the fact that he's been able to uh, fight some other strikers and he's been able to uh, overcome the challenges that they present to him. You know, we don't really know what's going to happen. But again, for Daniel Cormier to be successful in this fight, he needs to t- utilize those takedowns, man. He needs to take down Volkan Ozdemir. So what he needs to do is to take down Volkan and he needs to ground and pound him and try to tire him out. But at the same time, DC needs to watch out for himself, not get tired out. And for Volkan, obviously, he's a kickboxer. He needs to establish that range and he needs to strike from from a distance. That that would actually be a really smart thing to do. Uh, we've seen Danny Cormier be susceptible to strong, powerful punches. Um, uh, the last time that he was fighting John Jones, the former champion, he got knocked out by John Jones. But that's the only time that Daniel Cormier has ever been defeated um, in the light heavyweight division. So maybe if Vulcan Ozemir is trying to uh, is um, going to do something like uh, what John Jones would do, and that is to utilize kicking and um, you know really powerful, you know fast uh, strikes. And, you know, use his power at the same time. If he can actually manage those things at the same time, then that will be actually really, really useful. And he could possibly win the fight through a finish, through a knockout. But he should not involve himself with, um, you know, just grappling with Daniel Cormier. That would be the wrong thing to do. So Volkano Zemir just needs to stick to striking with Daniel Cormier. And um, I'm really curious to see how this fight is going to go. So make sure you catch up with this fight on Fight Night. And quickly moving on to the main event of the evening, a battle between two titans. Yes. <laughs> wow, that sounded really formal. But yeah, so Francis Ngannou, the baddest man on earth right now, is going to be fighting another bad man on earth the baddest man on earth <laughs> Stephen Majocic and this fight is going to be phenomenal so both guys talented talented strikers Francis Ngannou all it takes is just one punch for him to knock you out so it's really hard to get away from the punches that Francis Ngannou is throwing towards you so and one thing that we haven't really seen in um, Francis Ngannou's fighting style is how he manages to fights from the ground so if um, somebody wrestles with him and tries to possibly submit him how is that going to affect his um his abilities in in a fight and actually i would say if i were Stephen Majocic, i would try to wrestle with him see how it goes but at the same time watch out for those shots that were <laughs> that were probably going to come from nowhere's but he needs to watch out for those shots but at the same time i would definitely give this whole wrestling thing a try and try to take down um you know close the distance and try to take down uh francis Ngannou so that he can take away his um striking abilities from him okay Okay, Stephen Majocic is really resilient, and um, he's been knocked down before, but he has never been knocked out unconscious. Okay, so it's really interesting to see how Stipe is going to uh, just play around with what Francis Ngannou has to offer. But again, just like I said, if I were Stephen Majocic, I would definitely try to wrestle and close the distance with uh, Francis Ngannou. And of course, there's one thing that uh, Francis Ngannou does best. And again, I would say he needs to do that same thing that he's been doing over and over, and that is to just try to stick to striking um, while he's facing his opponent. So, 
Yeah, man. I don't know how long this fight is going to go. If there's a knockout, then it's going to come fast. But if, if uh, say, like three rounds pass, we don't know how Francis Ngannou is going to respond to that because most of his fights have finished super early. So we don't know how his cardio is and taking uh, taking into consideration how muscular Francis Ngannou is, you know, that could potentially not saying for sure that could potentially present some problems with his cardio and stamina throughout the fights but again you know the beauty of this whole thing is you don't really know what's going to actually happen and sometimes even though we talk about all these um uh, uh, details and stats and whatnot you okay sometimes the mma math doesn't always work out so it's again it's pretty interesting to see what's actually going to happen in this fight and with that my friends that is all the time we're going to have for this week Make sure you go to cfru.ca to catch up with TKO. And until next time, it's your girl Jenna right here, and this is TKO. Bye.